Hey, Tim. Hello, Dan. I've got a few jokes for you here. All right. Uh, looking forward to hearing them. These are all uh, working from home related. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the boss says to the team, uh, how can we keep the office clean? Yeah. The employees say, working more from home. Classic. Is that the joke? Yeah, it's not very funny. <laughs> Better ones though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a normal sentence. Uh, the boss says- It <laughs> sounds like normal communication <laughs> in a workplace. Here's one. Uh, the boss says to the team, uh, uh, you know, you're working from home. I'd like to figure out what, what you did- uh, what you did yesterday and what you're hoping to do today. Okay, yeah, cool. And one employee replies, yesterday I did nothing and today I'm hoping to finish off what I did yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That also sounds like a normal conversation (laughs) that I had during lockdown. (laughs) It does. It does. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, uh, There's a quote from an interview of a head of a growing company where all their employees work from home. Okay. Uh, So, how many, the journalist asks, how many employees do you have working in your company? Mm. And uh, the boss says, approximately half of them. (laughs) 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 All right, that's enough of those. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are the, the Two Drunk Accountants. Leaders, world, universe, people. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. As we said, we are the Two Drunk Accountants. We're here to dispel the myths and the mysteries of running a small business. Mm. Um, and we've got a, a few things to talk to you about today, specifically... Uh, this one's great for, for people who just need a reminder or who are starting new in business. What are some things you actually need to look at before lodging a Baz? Yeah. Yeah. And we do have a lot of bookkeepers and accountants that listen to this podcast, Dan. Yeah, so, um, I'm sure they'd be interested to hear what other accountants and bookkeepers are doing when reviewing a client's file before lodging a Baz. Absolutely. I think, I think, uh, I think it's a very important topic. But first, Tim... What, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dan Lowe? I've been going down a lot lately. <laughs> I think it's been a good, almost a good couple of months since I've gone the higher Yeah, pitch. you always put me up. It must just be like the way your finger. Yeah, it's so, just, it's, <laughs> my wrist bends better that way than that way, I guess. I mean, I can hit a high note. I yeah, can you, hit a high you can note. Hit a you do good. You do good. <laughs> <laughs> might change it up. Might change it up. Tim, how has your week been? Yeah, good. I mean, stressful good. Yeah, I mean, stressful in a good way. It's been extra windy this week, I imagine, <laughs> yeah. in your house. Yeah, so we knocked two walls down. Yeah, over the weekend, Dan, and uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this last week on on the podcast yep. that, that we were doing some runos. Yep, and uh, it's mostly gone to plan. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, uh, Damo. He's done a great job. Yeah, from Damo's Plumbing. Damo's from Damo's Plumbing. Yeah. Um, he, he's done no plumbing work. No. And he's not a plumber. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but in terms of carpentry, yeah. thumb up. Knows his stuff. Real thumb up. Yeah. I will say, so far, he hasn't done a lot of building. No. He's done a lot of destroying, <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is a key part of building. Mm. I was kind of thinking about that. Building is ironic in terms of a title for an industry. Mm. Because half of what they do really is tearing things down <laughs> so they can build them back up again. I suppose half of the... I suppose the end result is building. Yeah, definitely. So, it's an optimistic title. It's an opti- it's, it's more like half glass full. Yeah. Glass half full, <laughs> I should say. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been good. There's been a lot of dust, mm. a lot of uh, wood chip. Yep. And uh, oh, by the way, I borrowed the vacuum from work. So, <laughs> I, hope you don't, I hope you don't mind. I hope you didn't wreck it with all that uh, building <laughs> well, dust, Tim. I, I may have bought the work vacuum, yeah. right? I may, I may be buying a new <laughs> vacuum for work. Um, and uh, yeah, but... No, the, the new the new doors are in. Um, there's something else that's interesting are too. Are they glazed yet? Uh, yes. So so <laughs> dealing with this door company has been interesting. Mm. They didn't really explain to me very well mm. how it all works. Mm. Uh, they said that they would install the panels. Yeah. Now, what does that mean to you, Dan? To me, that says that uh, they're going to put the panels 
in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're smart enough to to read between the lines there, and well, to me that meant they put the whole door in. Okay. Meant <laughs> <laughs> they put the door in the wall. But I, I would have assumed the exact same yeah. thing. If they say installation, I'd be like, fantastic. Yeah, and like I asked three times. Mm. So does that mean we just create the opening? then you deliver them and, and put it in. Mm. And I'm fairly sure they were like, yes, yes, you just create the opening and then we'll come and do the rest. Yep. Um, wasn't the case. The frames arrived and uh, I had to call Damo, Damo's Plumbing again yeah. and get some emergency uh, frame install happening, yep. which was yesterday afternoon. Yeah, okay. So, uh, we are now mainly air and watertight. Nice. And uh, and they look fantastic. Is it just like the, the trimmings you've got to fix up now? Is that the idea? It's the trimmings. And yeah. then they're going to install one panel of glass in like the fixed frame yeah, for the door. Okay. The one that doesn't move. Yeah. Because it's like sliding doors. Yep. Um, and there's three panels. Two of them were just like you can take out. I- identical to these. Exactly. One, that, that one's fixed there. Exactly. Yeah. Except they're like one point. Seven meters in width, roughly. And it's a five meter it's wide. wide thing. It's wide. So it's really cool. Mm. We're really stoked with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm excited to come come check it out. Yeah. I, I might come uh, a little bit early before we leave for the wineries on the weekend. Tim. Definitely. Yeah. Come around. Check it out. It's slide them open and closed a few yeah, times. Slide, test yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah. That's what me and Damo were doing yesterday. Yeah. We we're doing a lot of that, adjusting <laughs> the wheels on the tracks. I didn't realize you could adjust doors so much. Yeah. And it, we, we must have slid them back and forth about 50 times. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're, they're cool. Very happy with them. What about you, Dan? It's been, uh, what's your Dan low? Nothing as exciting as new doors. Uh, um, what have I been doing? Just just the same as I've been doing every other week. Just yeah. uh, wedding planning. Ah, yes. Um, I've been organizing stuff. Cool, uh, cool, cool. You know, living in, living in, in, in the dream. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Any uh, house updates? Or? No house updates. Okay. No house updates. Okay. Uh, cool. Although no news is good news. The, the market is is again doing some strange things. Yep. So it's it's just week by week, just week by week. Cool. Mm. We'll just wait and see what happens. Well, I think as of today, literally today, literally today, literally today. Okay. Um, the eleventh of November. It is confirmed. Yep. I will not be in a new house by Christmas. Oh. Well, it's six weeks. It's six, <laughs> yeah. Unless you get a short settlement. Yeah, unless they get a short settlement. But you'd have to push for that. Rarely that happens. Yeah. Rarely that happens. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. You can just have Christmas here. That means I'm about to put the Christmas decorations up. Yeah, cool. We we, we made the call. We're like, you know what? That's good. We're going to be here. Stop living in limbo. Yeah. Going to decorations. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm glad I came here today and and not next week. I don't don't want that. Yeah. I don't like Christmas decorations. No, you don't. Which is unfortunate because we will be (laughs) uh, doing another joint webinar with the Tax Nuggets team. Yeah. Uh, This one all about Christmas. Yeah, true. FBT, entertainment. Yeah. It's a very tricky area and uh, we know there's a lot of Christmas parties coming up. In fact, our work Christmas parties in two weeks, Dan. It is. So, uh, yeah, we, we better... Read some private rulings and figure out how FBT and entertainment <laughs> works with Christmas. But nah, nah, we know nah, all nah, that. We, we know it. We're we encyclopedias. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Tim, let's move on to the business update sponsored mm. by Cats Accountants. Thank you, Cats. Thanks, Cats. Thanks You're for, the best. Thanks for sponsoring our segment today. You guys are all right. Yeah. yeah go mm. to them for all of your clients <laughs> and business advisory needs. Uh, Tim, uh, uh, do you have a business update today? Uh, yes, I do. So, there is something new that has rolled out in the last week or so, yep. and it is director IDs. Director IDs? Yeah. What, what does that mean? I like to call them dids. Dids. Diddies. Diddies. <laughs> we all got them diddies. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're a director of a company, go and get your did. Yeah. Your diddy. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a way to... Don't Keep be track. a dud. Yeah. Get you did. <laughs> Don't be a dud. Get be, be a did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a way to track directors and make sure that they are identifiable, mm. that they're um, that ASIC knows who directors are and what companies they are directors of. Yep. Uh, which is really important for things like insolvency and making sure there's no like fraudulent behavior happening, protecting creditors. Absolutely. Um, stakeholders, uh, because directors have a very um, high amount of responsibility. 
Yeah, a, a lot of people who set up a company might not realize that that being the director is actually the the highest risk position because it is. if uh, if you're not following the rules, if mm. you're um, you know not lodging your obligations, if you're trading insolvent, then that is the only circumstances really in which your as a director, your personal assets could be liable to repay some of those things. So, Correct. Uh, I think it's I think it's a great idea, and and yeah. there's also like you know. Uh, there could be directors of all these dodgy corporations and things out there that are exactly. that are doing weird stuff. So it's just, mm. uh, I think it's a good initiative. Yeah, I have no problem with it. You don't want to see like mm. businesses shut and then start again. No, Phoenix with the same directors over and over. Yeah, or companies constantly going bankrupt with the same director. It would just be um, really strange. So this will mm. remove any confusion over mm. directors with different names or. Um, perhaps they may even expand it out and, and they'll be able to tell when directors are related or yeah. who, who knows, who knows. But anyway, at this point, registrations are open. Yep. It's not mandatory yet. I believe it's mandatory by November or December next year. Okay. So, we've got a good 12 months. Uh, in the article I read a week ago, there were already, the day that it came out, there were already like 3,000 people that registered for their director ID. There are 3,000 P. Diddy's. <laughs> There's 3,000 Diddy's going around yeah. already, <laughs> at least. So, uh, so yeah, if you're a director, just keep that in mind over the next 12 months, you will need to register. Or if you're setting up a company and you are becoming a director, that's going to be a new step in the process now. Yep. You're going to have to register with ASIC for a director ID. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, let's keep an eye on that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to Tardass Tips. Tadas tips. Mine is uh, is construction related this week, Dan. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, yes. So uh, borrow your friend's tools. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I may have used borrow things before, mm. but I want to use tools as a very specific example. Yeah. Uh, now, this isn't actually even anything that was used to like bring down walls because I wasn't doing any of that. No. Okay. I was just sweeping. I was holding things. Yeah. Uh, and maybe just just standing and giving moral support. That's all I was doing. You were a helper. Okay? I was an apprentice, yeah. essentially a first day apprentice. First day apprentice. Not a, not yeah. a, like a two year apprentice. No. That knows how to like do some things. No, you trust them with a the hammer. Yeah, I wasn't even that guy. No, demos. You know, turn, thanks for your help today, Tim. You did a great job. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't say that. Yeah, but he also didn't need to say that. Yeah. Uh, no. So borrow your friend's tools. I borrowed a friend's wheelbarrow. Mm. Uh, you could say I wheel borrowed it, Dan. You will borrow it. I will yeah. borrowed it, yeah. which was uh, a Jadeism. Yeah. Jade sent that in a message to my parents. Love None it. of us picked up on it either. Wheel borrow. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, um, wheelbarrow is a great example of mm. a tool that you should borrow. Yep. Because, Dan, they're big. They're clunky. They take up a lot of space. And you're going to use them three times in your life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They cost like a hundred bucks and that's <laughs> yeah. not for a really good one. I mean, uh, our friends that I borrowed already has some cracks in it. Yeah. Because you're using shovels and heavy things in them. You're throwing shit in, you're, you're scraping it with wheelbarrows. And I know for a uh, fact- Shovels. <laughs> I know for a fact, I think he spent 80 bucks on that bad boy. You just saved yourself 80 bucks. I did. I did. You so, just- no doubt I'll have to lend him something. Or give him some like labor time later, mm. which I have done yeah. in the past. So, I've, I've brought up goodwill yeah. with this person. You have, um, yeah, you do have goodwill, Barrow. <laughs> also, I did it on a Monday. Yeah. Which, because uh, we work a four day week. So, yeah. I use it on a day that he's unlikely to use it. These are all him. Yeah, it doesn't bother him at all. Yeah. It was there in the morning. It was there mm. in the afternoon when he got home. He, he, you might not have even need to have asked him. <laughs> you could have just gone and grabbed it. When he's not home. That's what I did now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a... Uh, I'm very happy with the result of that. I will need to borrow it again, um, but not very many more times after no, that. That's really it. Good, good work, Tim. Happy with that. I like it. That's a good task, yeah. Tim. Always borrow a wheelbarrow. Yeah. You may say that's petty, but mm. I saved myself a hundred bucks and a lot of room in my garage. Yeah. Well, like, we like, like we say on this podcast, Tim, petty equals pennies. <laughs> <laughs> pettiness equals penniness yeah exactly exactly all right let's move on to our main topic today which is what should you review before lodging a baz 
Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I would like to know the exact percentage of our clients that lodge their own BAS. Yeah, I mean... It'd be an interesting stat. It is interesting. You know, zero makes it fairly easy to hit lodge. Yes. This doesn't mean you're lodging it correctly or that you should be lodging your BAS. Exactly. However, the actual process of having it lodged is is fairly simple through something like zero, right? Extremely simple. Extremely simple. Maybe too simple. Maybe too simple. Maybe too easy. Maybe too easy. If you're listing overseas, a BAS is our uh, goods and services tax returns where you also pay a little bit of tax withheld from wages and and it's usually quarterly. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point, Dan. We should start with what is a BAS. Yeah. Because some people listening may not be registered for GST or lodge a BAS at the moment. And some people might call them a BAS. A BAS. BAS statement. People call them BAS. Yeah. It weirds me out. Do you usually say BAS statement? Do you put the statement as well? I because don't. Technically, because technically, that's what the S stands for. Yeah. It's yeah. like calling it an ATM machine. <laughs> M is machine. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, uh, I don't call it a Baz statement or a Baz statement. I just call it a Baz. Baz. It's just a Baz. It's essentially like what Dan just said. If you you earn sales over a certain level. $75,000. For a a for-profit. For a for-profit business. Mm. It's $150 for a not-for-profit business. Correct. Um, If your sales are over that amount... In a calendar year, or you anticipate they're going to be over that amount, mm. then you need to register for GST. Um, and so, the BAS is the vehicle in which you send that money that you're collecting when you register for GST from your customers yep. and paying to your suppliers. Yep. It's where you reconcile all of that with the ATO. Yep, that's right. It's where you, you either pay them some money or they give you some money. Usually, you pay them unless yeah. you're in health. Or some other field. If, if they're all, if everyone always got refunds, the tax wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it true. would be losing money. It's so, true. Yeah. Well, that's what's been happening during COVID. That I mean, is, a lot yeah. of people have been getting refunds, that and is cash true. flow boosts, and things like that. But that is true. So, um, so the, the main components, obviously, that you're going to want to be reviewing are GST coding, yeah. uh, tax withheld from wages, yeah. sort of wages. So let's go through maybe Tim. Um, Maybe some of the reports you might want to look over. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if you're using Xero or some other accounting software, there's heaps of reporting that you mm-hmm. can use to help. But first and foremost, make sure you've allocated all of the transactions for that period of time. Oops. <laughs> cheering. <laughs> it's cheering for you. Because that's correct. It is. You can't lodge. You can't lodge a return unless all of the transactions have been allocated. That's right. And and um, I mean, Zero now has a really handy tool where if if you've lodged a BAS and then something changes in that prior period, mm. it will now automatically update in the later period. Yeah. And and, and make an adjustment. But um, traditionally, and with a lot of accounting software, um, if you don't have a complete list of transactions in there then you're already missing out, mm-hmm. potentially underpaying or overpaying your BAS. Correct. So, that's the first thing. That's right. If you're, if you're dealing cash and you haven't accounted for those, yep. they need to be in the accounting system. They do. They do. So, make, make sure you're doing that and then, uh, and then what? So, the next thing I would do is actually check bank reconciliations. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really starting off right at, right at the start here, Dan. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of accounting softwares... Make it feel like your bank account is perfectly reconciled. And when I say that, I mean the balance that it says in your accounting software, if it says you have $10,000 in your business bank account, Mm. that should be matched by what it says on your bank statement with the bank. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you really want to check that because again, um, software isn't perfect, technology isn't perfect, sometimes bank feeds... Banks aren't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> They're far from perfect. They're far from perfect. So sometimes bank feeds um, are missed and you might have missed a transaction uh, coming through that you could claim GST back on. Yeah, exactly. Or you may have... So, here's a prime example. Let's say you're using something like Zero, and uh, you manually entered in that someone paid you in a day because yes. you wanted to send them an invoice or something. Yep. Uh, and then uh, when that payment came into your bank account you matched you didn't match that mm. you instead created a new sales transaction and now what you've done is you've doubled up the sales 
Zero will tell you that you've reconciled everything, mm. but unless you run that zero reconciliation or if you're an NYB or whatever these other softwares that you're using, um, run the reconciliation report yep. and check it because it could be wrong already there. Or yeah. the balance could have just been missed, as Tim said. The bank didn't send all the transactions in. Yep. So you just want to double check that, yes, what you've entered in actually matches. Definitely. And so if it says you were waiting on a payment mm. from a customer yep. for $10,000, yep. then you would want to fact check that, which you could very quickly do because mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh yeah, no, true. I just haven't, that check hasn't cleared yet, yeah. which is, you know, who's who's taking checks these days anyway? Crazy time. So, if unless it Someone was- gave us a check the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Unless it was marked as paid mm. a day early accidentally and then a day later, which happened to be the first of the next quarter. Yeah. Um, you got your electronic transfer. Yeah. Um, then usually, if you see that, that's a warning sign. Something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, the other things that go wrong there is like bank transfers mm-hmm. um, or even marking bills as paid yeah. that haven't actually been paid. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so that's definitely, definitely the place to go to check what's actually come in in cash and not coming through your bank account. But what if you lodge on an accrual basis? You also need to make sure that all your invoicing and all of your purchases have been entered in to your software correctly. Definitely. And, and you haven't duplicated any of that and yep. you haven't um, not entered something in because you could be missing on GST refunds. That's it. Yeah. So, there's two ways to be registered for GST. One is cash, one's accrual. And accrual is, in, is basically you lodge based on the invoices you've sent. And the bills that you've entered that are payable. Yep. Whereas cash is what most small businesses lodge their baz on is based on the cash you've received and the cash that you've spent. Yeah. So, if, if you invoice somebody for 10 grand uh, at the end of the quarter, but they don't pay you till next quarter, you don't pay the GST on that until next quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and by the way, those are settings you need to get right in mm. zero to make sure that you're lodging the baz correctly. So, Correct. we're not covering any of the setup no. today either. No. We're just talking about what you need to review before you lodge your BAS. Yep. So, so far we've said, make sure your bank accounts are reconciled and the reconciliation report has been run and is correct. Yes. Uh, make sure you've entered in all cash transactions. Mm-hmm. Make sure you've entered in all bills and done all of your invoicing if you're on an accrual basis. Yep. What would you check next? Next, I would bring up a couple of reports yep. to start looking at the data to make sure it all lines up. Yep. So... Um, I like to look at the profit and loss, the balance sheet, and the wages report. Mm. So, payroll, employee summary, and zero. Yep. Or a payroll report of sorts. Yep. That you can, first and foremost, you can see if you're paying wages that it lines up on the profit and loss. Yep. So, if I if the payroll report's telling me I've paid $20,000 in wages. Yep. I would like to see on the profit and loss $20,000 as an expense. Yeah. Exactly. And um, when you go to actually look at your BAS, which we haven't even looked at yet, yeah, um, you'd want to make sure that that figure is also the one on there. Correct. Correct. Yep. So, make sure you're running all of these reports for the same period that you're lodging your BAS in. True. So, if it's quarterly, make sure you're running these reports for the quarter that you're in. Mm-hmm. Monthly, obviously monthly. Yep. Um, gets a bit more confusing when obviously you do maybe a monthly IAS for wages, but a yep. quarterly BAS. Yep. Just double check you're running all the right reports there, but True. but essentially keeping it simple. Yeah, um, yeah. The idea is to make sure that all of your payrolls, pay runs have been done for the period. Yes, and that the amount that is in the pay runs matches what's on your P and L. Yeah, and then it also needs to line up on the balance sheet too, and yep. that's why I, I raised that one because. If you've underpaid or overpaid an employee, that's mm. where that should show up. Yeah. So, uh, it'll probably appear as wages payable or wages clearing or yeah. something like that. Um, and so, that's a really good thing to check at least every three months mm-hmm. because mistakes happen. Absolutely. Uh, unless you're using an ABA file, then they probably don't. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what the balance sheet is really handy for. Yeah. So... It, but back to the pink nail, um, things to be looking out there, just I'd compare it to the previous period, scan through your income and expenses and yep. just dig in on anything that you think looks a little bit odd. Yeah. So, if a particular sales account is way more than it has been in a previous yes. period, go figure out why. Um, is For it sure. because you made more sales? If you have, 
Good on you. Awesome. You've done well this quarter. Celebrate. Uh, is an expense completely blown out? Go look at that because yeah. it, it could be that you've double entered something or, or coded it. something to the wrong account or, yep. or whatever it is. You could look at this on a cash basis as well if you want it to be specifically yep. matching your BAS. Yep. But you could also look at it on an accrual basis as well. There's nothing, no harm in that. Um, but yeah, Dan's, Dan's hit the nail on the head there. Add a couple of comparison periods yeah. and uh, and keep it to the the period of the baz yep. that you are reviewing, um, and and you will you will find things. Yeah, exactly. And it's a good tidy up opportunity. So so yeah. yeah, that's that's a good place to start there, and then you do the same on the balance sheet. Yeah, and and the the good thing about this is if if you're lodging your own baz, you should be looking at these things anyway and yeah. getting familiar with these. It's just a good opportunity just to reflect on how your business is going and tidy things up. Definitely. So uh, on the balance sheet, the main things I'd be looking for is just checking all those clearing accounts. Yeah. So like the pay, uh, the wages payable, yeah. super payable, mm-hmm. uh, suspense, suspense, which is where people stick things if they're unsure. Yeah. where they were going to put them in the first place, yeah. and then they forget about them. <laughs> Asset purchases. Have you purchased oh, any assets that you need definitely. to make sure the GST is correct on that? Have you sold assets that you need to make yep. sure the GST is correct on yep. that? Um, yeah, just 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 have a scan through. Just yep. have a look at all those things and, and see what's come up. Does the accounts receivable and accounts payable look right? Yeah. And that would then trigger you to maybe open a few more reports yeah. in your accounting software. Exactly. Um, so, the next report that I'd probably run is the GST rec. Now, yeah. yep. if, if you haven't always lodged your BAS in zero might be that there is a big whopping thing that says unfiled amounts yep. uh, and it's the balances in the record just well out. Yeah. That's fine. W- what you're actually looking for on this report and the ones that I speak for is those manual journal sections Yeah. just to make sure that has there been anything directly coded to GST because yeah. that account only usually gets up or down when you make a sale or a purchase and you add GST True. to it, it automatically puts something yep. there. But if you've manually put something, so like you made a purchase and you put the entire thing to GST, that's going to show up in that section. Yeah, true. And so things like export sales, yeah, uh, sorry, importing yeah. um, of GST c- goes there. Yep. Um, if you've paid a BAS and you do a yep. journal to... Um, to those accounts, they will come up there. But you can quickly see that, oh, this GST account's got a $2,000 transaction to that was actually meant to be an expense. Yeah. Um, so, I better go fix that. Yep. Um, so, I'd run that report. And then you just have a look at the GST um, received, the GST paid. Yep. But you're going to have a bigger look at that when you actually run the BAS. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's a really, really useful report. Mm. Um, it probably is for a bit more advanced users. Yeah. But... Like Dan said, check it out because sometimes weird things get put to the GST account itself and Mm -hmm. that's going to catch those. So, that's a really handy one. And you could also check back on previous quarters too using that one. So, you could look at the last BAS you filed and compare it to the GST collected and paid on Mm -hmm. that GST rec report and it'll tell you if something's changed. Exactly. That's a handy one. So, recapping so far. Mm-hmm. you've made sure you've entered everything into your accounting software. Yep. Invoices, uh, purchases, cash receipts, Yep. right? Yep. Uh, you've then checked the bank is correct and been reconciled and all mm-hmm. the transactions are accounted for. Uh, you then checked your P&L and your balance sheet to make sure that everything looks correct. Yep. Uh, there's no outstanding weird balances on your mm-hmm. balance sheet. There's yep. no uh, income or expenses in your P&L that just look like they're way too much or way too little. Yeah. Um, so, you've made sure that you've entered everything in and that's accurate. Um, you've then checked your wages, made mm. sure your pay runs have been done up to date and double checked that that balance matches both the p and the balance sheet. Yep. Now, it's actually time to look at your BAS. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's actually quite funny because you're not spending a lot of time in that activity statement yeah. report in zero. Mm. Um so, now's the time to jump in there and start making sure the wages lines up in there, tax yep. withheld lines up, the GST collected and paid should line up with that GST rec report. Yep. Um, and then you can start scanning through the transactions in there. Yeah. Although there is some shortcut methods to try and find mistakes as well. If So, if you're going to do it um, just the long way to have a scan, I'd be going... So, there's usually three tabs yeah. on that report and, and one of them is uh, transactions by GST type. Yeah. I, I like to go to that 
and mm. it literally just categorizes it: GST on income, yep. GST free income, yep. GST on expenses, GST on capital, yeah. And it lists it all out. Yep. And I just scan through each one of those for sure, and just see if anything pops out. Yeah. That you know shouldn't be. So if you're in GST on expenses. Mm. Uh, is there an expense that you know shouldn't have? Is, is there a payment to the uh, r- you know for car rego service New South Wales? Yeah, or uh, um, or wages. Yeah, yeah, or ASIC. ASIC bank uh, fees. Uh, are you looking through your GST on income and you spot that there's an export sale there because mm, yeah. you export things and, and it's got GST on it, so you need True. to fix that. Yep. Um, these are all things that you just scan through just yep. to make sure that it all looks right. You know, yep. you should have coded it correctly to begin with, but mistakes happen. Yeah, check, uh, even even check the opposite. So, mm-hmm. have you claimed GST on things that you maybe shouldn't have yeah. in terms of um, subcontractors? Yep. Or, um, or yeah, any anyone that you're um, sending money to overseas, mm-hmm. as an example. So, uh, I think it's Google and Facebook have GST on their charges now, but yeah. there's still a lot of um, international services provided that, that don't, don't have GST. Yeah. So, are you mistakenly claiming GST on things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best place to find out all this information is the invoice that you receive. Yep. It'll have whether or not it has GST. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, double check all of that. Check through your BAS excluded or yep. GST free ones and make sure that that is all accurate. Yep. Um, you know, you haven't claimed GST on interest. You haven't done anything like that. Yeah. So, yep. um, check through all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Tim said earlier as well, check that your wages report matches W1 and W2 mm-hmm. on your activity statement, which is just the total wages and the tax withheld from those wages in the yep. same period. Yep. Um, double check that uh, if you are on a monthly IAS, that means you're paying the tax withheld monthly mm. and it is the quarterly lodgement that you're doing that W1 and W2 only include that one month. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yep. just double check that, that is the case. You yep. know, triple paying that accidentally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which can happen. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, make sure you're doing all that. But, but as you mentioned, Tim, is there a few shortcut methods that you'd want to take? Yeah. So, um, there is a report, which the name of it is escaping me right now, but there is a report in Zero, mm. which um, will show you unexpected variances. Mm. So, um, we might have to check in on the name of that one, Dan. But, um, but yeah, essentially what it will do is it will even tell you when you're posting something to bank fees and it is normally GST free for every transaction, it'll tell you the tra- the odd transactions out that don't have um, that same classification. So, if, if you've accidentally tagged it as a GST on expense transaction, it'll flag that for you. But it'll also flag larger transactions than normal that go through there. I believe it's called the exceptions report. Exceptions report. But I'm just trying to... And this is one of the older reports in Zero, to be honest. So, it's kind of buried these days, but it's a really handy one. Um, I think it might live in the uh, management report section. I think you're right. Yeah. So, it's a report in a bigger report. And that's actually something we use um, in our team to find exceptions and variances that aren't really apparent to the naked eye. Yeah. Um, so, that's that's the extent that we go to in our office. Yeah. Um, alongside all of these other quicker checks exactly. that we've just mentioned. Which is why um, it's great to have an accountant look at them because they're looking at all of these things and they know what to look for and they're making yeah. the adjustments that need to be made. Exactly. I mean, common examples of things that can go wrong. It's like, it's completely random, but recently even... Um, Someone bought um, $10,000 worth of gift vouchers. Yeah. And gift vouchers are stupid. You can't claim the GST on them until you've spent them. If, yep. if that's what you're planning on doing, if yeah. you're going to give those out as gifts, there is no GST on them. Yep. So, um, there are definitely just strange things that pop up. You can't get it right all of the time. Not right. even an accountant or a bookkeeper will get it right all of the time. Um, but it is just trying to minimize those mistakes. So, yeah, I think that's a great way to summarize this is it's not easy. Mm. The process isn't the same every time. Yeah, You're basically 
prodding and, and poking to find mistakes. Yeah. And if that is uncomfortable for you or you think your business is getting to a point where things are getting more technical mm. and mistakes may happen if you're doing it yourself, then get someone to review it for you. It's not that expensive. Um, it makes sure that you have peace of mind. It's convenient because mm. you can save time. If you have a BAS agent or a tax agent lodge your BAS for you, you get an additional four weeks to lodge and pay. Yep. There's heaps of benefits for doing it. There is lots of benefits for doing it. And and as we said right at the very beginning, it is actually super easy to technically lodge it. It's so could, easy to just click so lodge. You could have skipped all of this, gone mm. activity statement, yep. current period, submit to ATO. <laughs> and whatever's happened, whatever happens to be there um, mm. gets lodged. And you, you may have missed thousands of dollars of payable or thousands of dollars of a refund yep. that you won't know about. Um, hopefully your accountant catches that when they do your end of year tax, but yep. but you know we're not we're not auditors. No, no. But but we should we should catch something quite significant like that. But yeah, yeah. But uh, it's going to take more time for your accountant to then figure it out. So your fees are more yep. at the end of the year because they've spent time trying to figure out what happened. Yep. So so these are things to consider when when looking to do your own baz. But uh, yeah. But if if we were lodging it and we were you. Those are the reports that we would be lodging. Exactly. Yeah. It is possible to do it. Yeah. And uh, you just need to take your time and keep your eyes peeled for mistakes. Yeah. But if you're, you know, doing your bookkeeping methodically and accurately mm. and uh, and systematically, then you, there should be mm. minimal mistakes anyway. So, Tim, I'm going to throw something out there to you here and just, just you can throw it right back at me. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. What's your opinion on uh, installment rate or installment amount? <laughs> Uh, I prefer an amount because it's based on last year's um, tax assessment. Mm. So, that's the one I prefer just because um, the rates, I mean, to me, it's just like plucking numbers. So, your yeah. turnover could go up, but that doesn't mean that you're going to pay more tax necessarily. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, it could go down. You could be paying more tax depending yeah. on what your expenses are doing. Yeah. So, I prefer... The installment amount, yeah. option one. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about here, so as part of a BAS, if you have to pay... So, there's three components generally to a BAS. There's also some other parts, but but generally speaking, GST, mm. PAYGW, which is tax withheld from wages, and PAY, sorry, PAYGI, which yeah. is installments, which is tax for your entity for next year. Prepaid. Prepaid income tax. Yeah, the ATO is doing you a mad solid... And it's going to make you pay next year's tax in advance. Yeah. Really good. And often, you're paying last year's tax at the same time. Yeah. So. Go back and listen to second year tax trap. If, <laughs> if, if you're understanding how this can be a problem, um, there's definitely a good episode and some good that tips is a good there. One. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, you have two options to pay. Mm. They either give you an amount and they say, right, based on last year, we think that you're going to owe 16 grand next year. Yeah. So, we want you to pay four grand a quarter. Yeah. And you, and you just pay that on top of your BAS. Yep. Um, or they say, we think that your income tax is going mm. to be an amount, which is a percentage of your total revenue. Yeah. So, you now pay 1.75% of all of, of your, your sales, sales as mm. income tax. Yeah. So, you just got to put in what your sales were in the top line and it calculates an installment. And so, if your sales go up, you pay more. If your yep. sales go down, you pay less. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, for cash flow wise, you could see the benefit for that. Yeah, for if sure. your profit was strongly related to sales levels, then I could see that being yeah. being part of it as well. Yeah. Sometimes some businesses have a fixed costs or they reduce fixed costs, so they make yeah. less sales but more profit. So then yeah. it isn't correlated in the same way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think um, you can always vary the option one, which yeah. is the amount, yeah. and and you can vary it down. Or you could probably even vary it up. I don't think many people do, but no, um, <laughs> but, <sure>. you, <laughs> but you can. So, mm. so to me, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I like to keep it simple. Mm. Fixed amount each quarter. You know what to expect. Love it. Yep. Good question, though. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out yeah. there because that trips a lot of people up. It does they, they call it option one, or option yeah. two? Yeah. yeah. You're like, well. Let's, let's go through it. It's true. There is some other interesting things in Bazas that are more niche, mm. which are like FBT, FBT. Um, wet tax, wine equalization tax, tax. Yep. <laughs> I did. Yep. I did. <laughs> I did that whole thing, the ATM machine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't covered any of those. 
Because they are very niche. The um, fuel. Yeah, so that's actually quite regular. Mm. Um, the fuel rebate. Uh, what's it called? Why, why can't I think of the name of that? What's off my head? Fuel tax credit. Fuel tax credits. That's fuel tax credits. It, which is... Um, I'm not sure how or where um, the like alcohol excise ones are paid. I don't remember if they're in the baz or not. But yeah. But but either way, there are other add-ons. Yes. There are add-ons to your baz. Yeah. But, but for ninety percent of the people out there, mm. it's the three things we just mentioned. Yep. Uh, are what included in your baz? All right. Well, I think that that gives everyone a good rundown of what to review before lodging a baz. Cool. If you have any other ideas, write in. Yeah, or if you're a, a Baz agent or a tax agent yeah. and you do something different, yeah. if you just click lodge, yeah. geez, I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah. Do you just click lodge on three of the four quarters and then review the fourth quarter? Yeah, I imagine that might be a thing. I'd be interested to know if that's your approach. All right, let's, uh, let's finish our main topic for today. <laughs> uh, so, Tim, other things today. I've got a, two other things oh, I'd, good. I'd like to discuss. All right, let's go. I'm not sure if I've used this first one before. Okay. Um, but uh, have I ever spoken about the flow hive? Maybe. I, I, I think I've probably spoken to you about it. Maybe. Yeah, I think maybe we've just chatted about it. But I, I know what it is. Yes. And I'm a bit excited about what you're about to say. So, okay. All cool. right. Tell me, tell me what you're thinking. So, you're currently sitting... About 50 meters from a flow hive, Tim. Really? You might not know that. Oh, because your neighbor has one. <laughs> Just over there. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've known about flow hives for a while. Cool. Um, cats allergic to bees. We don't have a particularly big yard. Mm. Um, yeah. So, not a great idea. No. However. Okay. Um, they're awesome. <laughs> they are so cool. They're, they're literally. I, w- I would love one. I'd love a flow hive, right? Yeah. Literally. Instead of like smoking the bees, yeah, yeah, taking yeah. out the things, scraping it all yeah, off, yeah. putting it in a barrel, yeah. you don't have to do any of that. You have a key, you turn it, and then you honey out like a tap. Uh, I want that. I want to put my mouth under the tap <laughs> and just like, just hit that tap and never, never turn it off. Anyway, because the guy behind me got a flow hive and he cleaned his flow hive the other day, my entire house got covered with bees. He gave you some money. He didn't give me honey. No. Oh, he, what a jack. Yeah, he's just... He's been a real jerk about it. That's, um, that's a jerk act. Anyway, I'm excited about his flow hive. So, I've been Googling it a lot. And now a lot of ads come up for flow uh, hives. Yeah, okay. So, I started following flow hive <laughs> oh on Instagram. This is not a flow hive advertisement it's either. Not, it's They're not, not paying us for this. They should in flow hives. <laughs> but, um, but I just started go- like researching like... And I started watching other videos. And so, one, they have these really cool slow motion videos of bees... Which is just, really? Which is just awesome. That's awesome. Um, but two, they just give a lot of like bee information. Cool. And I'm just learning a lot about them. Bees are fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when they swarm, right? Yeah. If they're just moving, yeah. they're generally not that aggressive. Right. Because they're full of honey. Right. Because they're carrying it to wherever they're going to go to wow. start again. There you go. And a beehive literally just divides in two at some point. Whoa. And like there's a new queen and they go with it, half of it, and the other half stay there. And that's how they naturally like propagate. What? Yeah. Right. Wow. And there's two types of swarming. There's like leaving, yep. which is then they're just like chaos. Right? Yeah. And then there's orienteering or something when, okay. they're, when they're just like trying to figure out their surrounds. Wow. And they're just like going figure eights. Whoa. The, anyway, getting way into bees here. That's but, really cool. But the flow hive. Yeah. What? Ingenious invention. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so good. So, I, I'm going to have to get one of them. Yes. I think. So, my. Let's message them. My interest in bees um, and honey yeah. uh, progressed to. I was watching. I just found this random YouTube guy. <laughs> it turns out he's like this religious dude who. Okay. He started off in his backyard and then not, bought, bought a homestead. He's not the New South Wales Premier, is he? No, no, not Perite. <laughs> Although, he, he gives Perite vibes. <laughs> Right. So he has seven kids? Yeah, he, he, he has a couple. <laughs> anyway, he um, he just has this YouTube channel of like 200 something thousand subscribers and they just, he just does videos of like him building this homestead. Anyway. Okay, okay. Um, As you do. They had, they was talking about bees. He does it the old school way. I was going to message him and say, mate, you should get a flow hive. <laughs> but something that I got real into and I watched like 40 minutes of videos on yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. Do you know how to make maple syrup? 
No. I have no idea how to make maple syrup. It's it's awesome. Really? It's awesome. I imagine it's got something to do with the leaf of the maple. Nope. No? Nope. No, is it bark? Nope. Do you, don't tell me you plug something into the tree and you you then pull pull a tap and you put your mouth under it. And pretty that's, close and to that's, that. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? So, you literally tap a tree. What? You can't do it too many times without killing the tree. So, wow. So, you've got to do it like spread over time and, and whatever, right? That's crazy. So, I was watching this video. This guy lives in the snow somewhere and it's like towards the end of the, the winter. He, Is he in Australia, this guy? No. Oh, no okay. He was overseas. You literally go yeah. up and you get, and you get, a, you get a, a, a tap. Yeah. Right? Uh, I f- forgot what they call it. Yeah. And you, you literally you drill, tap, eh? yeah, you, you, you drill a little bit into the hole, just a small hole, enough yeah. to like wound the tree, but not okay. kill it. Okay. And then you put this plug in it. Okay. And you hang a bucket from it. Ugh. Right? You come back a day or so later. Yeah. Right? And the bucket's full of this clear sap. You're kidding. Right? Yeah. Just full. Yeah. Take the plug out, tree heals. Okay. No harm, no foul. Wonderful, right? wonderful. Tree's great. Okay. But you've got this bucket of sap. Okay. You've then got to go evaporate it. Right. So, you've got to boil it. Okay. And I, and I think from what I read, there was like a 40 to 1 ratio of sap to syrup. Wow. So, it's a particular times a year where the sap is more sugary. Yeah, okay. You get more. Okay. Anyway, you evaporate it and you just keep evaporating it. Wow. And evaporating it. And then- That's you epic. Fi- just filter it to get all the crap out of it. And, uh, and you've got syrup. What? You've got maple syrup. That's it. That, that's the syrup- that's the entire process. That's, that's it. You don't add a thing to it. What? You just you boil sap. Whoever came up with that? I don't know. I don't know. And it's like it's amazing. Clear, so like it's completely like it's quite clear when it comes out. That's so cool. So I've been driving around and pointing out all the maples <laughs> to cat. <laughs> I'm like maple tree, maple tree. I just want to go buy a little thing and then just like tap someone's you tree. Ask him. You should ask him, like whoever has a maple tree. So, when I picked up my car today, yeah. and there's been a few houses that we've almost bought that had maple trees. Yeah. And I was like, damn, could have had maple syrup. That'd be so good. We drove, I drove past this field in the back of Tugra and this is, you know, the C3 church? Yes. Yeah. This giant like yeah. shed that concerns me, but, <laughs> but the whole property is lined now with maples. Wow. And I was like, I could tap that. They get <laughs> Oh, it gives you meaning to the word. Anyway, that, yeah. maple syrup is boiled maple sap. There you go. Yeah. Wow. I love maple syrup. I mean, we do a lot of vegan cooking in my house and, and uh, maple syrup is, syrup is huge part. Yeah. And that's why I was getting into it because I, yeah. I was reading about it and like vegans often don't eat honey. Yep. But I think, and mainly because they've worried about harming the bees, right? Yeah. Yeah. I well, not with fire hive. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, so good. And that's what this guy was all about because he tries to make all of his stuff yeah. and he moved house and he didn't have any more maples. So, he was uh, like, so our sugar is now going to be bees and he did bees. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. Anyway, flow good. hives, maple syrup. I'm into it. Good other things. Yeah. Very good other things. I've really got nothing in comparison to that, mm. Dan, it's to right. offer. You got new doors. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all about the doors at the moment. Mm. Though I did do a lot of digging. Mm. So, I'm getting into the manual labor. Um, yeah. So, uh, definitely keen. I, I love all that garden stuff, mm. you know? So, I'm definitely keen to plant some plants. That's the next step. Nice. That's probably our other thing. Nice. Um, Jade bought a bougainvillea nice. plant. You know, yeah. what they, you know those I'm ones? I'm familiar with bougainvilleas. So, yes. it's like um, sort of like a vine. Yeah. And they've got like really crazy dazzling pink flowers yeah. at this time of year and as they, well. They grow quite crazy as well. Like, yeah. yeah, they grow a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wor- a little worried about that. Yeah. But hey, you know, you got to just go, go with, with the flow, right? Go with it. Yeah. I recently dug up all the passion fruit uh, yeah. roots. They're a, a nightmare. Passion I was thinking fruit. about you. <laughs> I had memories, flashbacks. I, I had a passion fruit in a, in a pot. Yeah. And you're like, you got to be careful with those things. They go crazy. They go yeah. crazy because you, you had it at the time at the caddy shack. Yeah. There was a passion fruit vine. Yeah. And it was not nice. Not a nice passion fruit vine. Just no. like, just a weed, basically, taken over a garage. Correct. Well, uh, fast forward about three years, Dan. That potted plant is gone. 
<laughs> two years ago. And there are now passion fruit things popping up everywhere That's the around thing. where that pot was. It's like whack-a-mole. It seriously is. You pull one out and there's like another one growing over there. They just like, they, they shoot. Yeah. They shoot out mm. and then just pop up. And uh, the yeah. problem is it went over to our neighbor's side. I oh, know. And it's in the ground, I think. And now it's coming under the fence. So, I planted it. Mm. It grew over the fence. Mm. They got lazy and didn't pull it out. Mm. It's now growing back under the fence into my side. And I'm regretting that decision. We've got new neighbors now. So, maybe you can talk with them. Yeah, mm. definitely. Going to have to. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. A um, uh, couple of quick announcements for the podcast. First of all, oh, yeah. um, the drunkies. Drunkies. Are going to come up. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Drunkies, go back and listen to some previous year's episodes. But essentially, we give out Drunkie Awards to our favorite things over Christmas. Yeah, favorite things and people. And people. So, it could be a listener. Yep. could be a local business. Mm-hmm. It could be something dumb. Usually is. <laughs> so <laughs> Probably. So, if you have someone or you are someone who thinks you deserve a Drunkie. Yeah. Um, I think the hotly contested awards every year, um, the Zero Award. The Zero Award. Software, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that one's contested. Yeah, we'll be interested to see who wins that one this year. Yeah, um, we give out best alcoholic beverage non-beer mm. category. Best non-beer. Yeah, mm. best alcoholic beverage beer. Yep. Um, yeah, there may be some exciting news around that. Who knows? Yeah, uh, we give out lots of these awards. So, uh, 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 most patient listener. Yeah. Um, For maybe third year running. <laughs> well, there's there's a little someone out there who's waiting for a scarf now too. <laughs> Maybe uh, we're going to have to have like a first and runner up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the drunkies are coming. So, if you think you're someone who deserves a drunkie or knows someone that is, nominate them now yeah. because we are taking nominations. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't released the categories yet, but you never know. If you come up with the category, we might use that. Maybe we should even take this virtual this year and, and have an awards night. I love that. I or love at that least idea. a live stream and, and people can pen- pencil it in. And a live stream with warning Yeah. for a date and time. And people can pencil in into their calendar. I love that idea. And then and then stream it with us. I love that idea. So, keep an ear out for that. Um, the other thing as well is we're going to be uh, giving out that free merch we spoke about. Mm. We've, we've, we've got them in we've our hot little hands. We're ready to send them. Yeah. Um, so, pretty soon we're going to be announcing how to enter into the draw to get some free merch. Not even a draw. It's just... You just need to... Become a member of our community. Well, if, if more people then, sign up, then what we have merch for, though. Mm, that could happen. That could happen. Well, that's why, I mean, even more reason to just get in early. Once get we open early. this up, mm. really what we're trying to do is build a database of who our best listeners are. Yep. And they're all going to get a, a merchandise item. You're going to get some sweet merch. Some sweet <laughs> almost, merch. almost said what the merchandise item yeah. was there. All right. Well... So stay tuned for that as well. But if you want to get in contact with us at two drunk podcast at gmail.com or not at two drunk crowd, just two drunk podcast at gmail.com at two drunk accountants on all the mm. socials, uh, send us a message, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you and we will calculate it. Bye. Bye.